My guest today is Russ Freshdeck. He's here to talk about his review of Overwatch. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Russ Freshdeck, welcome to the program again. Thank you. Is this like a two back for to you? back episodes? Back to back Freshdeck. Oh my god! Yeah. Can the people take it? Uh, I'm not sure they can handle it. Um, Russ, I want to start out with a with a uh, the the question that probably preoccupied you the most when you got assigned this review. How on earth do you review a game like Overwatch? It, we are if it follows the track of their Blizzard releases. We are not even in the infancy of this game. We're in its 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 pupa stage. Yeah. How do you how do you approach a review like it's, that? It's intimidating, and not even because it's a game that will obviously change and advance itself over the course of the next few years. It's intimidating just because it kind of feels like you're rev- you're reviewing like a new sport, like a new basketball or a new baseball. Just because you know, like I know, that it's obviously going to be a big deal in the esports space. It's obviously got this huge fan following. So making sure that in the span of however much time I have to review the game, making sure that I have like sort of a good idea of like all the ranges of play that people are going to be experiencing. It's just like a lot. So it it was, it's kind of, yeah, it's intense, but I like that sort of challenge. So what was your approach? Um, You know, I just went in there, uh, the beta launched like two weeks before the game came out and the beta actually Mm -hmm. had essentially everything that was in the full game. So that really helped. And that gave me a full weekend of like really going nuts and, and trying all the characters and trying all the maps and settings and all that stuff. And just getting an understanding of like how people are playing and, and uh, you know, f- the best, f- you know, most fun ways to play and stuff like that. But really, I mean, it's when you break it down and you start playing a lot, like it's, it's not that dissimilar from just reviewing like the multiplayer portion of like a Call of Duty or, a, you know, that sort of experience. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, at its core, it's a pretty familiar um, kind of shooter. It just does certain things very differently than competitors in that space. Um, when I uh, uh, first started getting into Overwatch, and I have not dug very deep, but um, I was a little... Uh, it makes so many smart choices and so many smart things, and I want to get into talking about some of those. But um, in terms of just the basic like overarching structure of the game... Um, you talk in your review about how, you know, you've got your, uh, you know, you know, some basic modes that have been well established, you know, in terms of the, 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 uh, how they, they work, you know, capture the point or defend this point or whatever. Um, did you find that initially a little overwhelming, uh, or or a little underwhelming? I I guess I should say like like the lack uh, of modes. Yeah. The lack of, not just the lack of modes, but like. That there, that it wasn't injecting something new from from that that, that mechanically from that perspective. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely underwhelming when you first approach it. You're like, oh, there's essentially three modes, and all three modes are almost the same as you know. They're all like capture the point variants, and that's kind mm-hmm. of a drag. Um, I do understand why there aren't more modes. Um, the more I think about the style of play, um, it's kind of not about the objective as much I, th- I think it falls into the the idea you know very similar to league of legends and, and dota and stuff like that where like essentially everyone's just playing the same mode 
but the interactions between the characters is really what makes the game interesting and unique. And, and I think that's where Overwatch, you know, on paper, it doesn't seem like a lot of variety, but Overwatch's interactions between the characters, that's really where the variety and the originality comes in. Uh, if you were to point your finger towards one thing in this game, Blizzard is is sort of legendary for taking a popular existing formula and refining it to just sort of like a perfectly honed edge. If you were to point your finger towards one thing to sort of highlight the 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 sort of cleverness and evolution that Blizzard has brought here, like what's the what what's the one thing you would point to to say like this is this is something? Yeah, special? I think the I mean. I think the craziest thing is that Blizzard figured out a way to make playing as support and healing characters like super engaging and interesting and fun and exciting and tense. Um, Whereas usually those sorts of characters tend to just hang out in the back and heal people and it's just like a very dull experience. Somehow they they managed to make all these characters that are like, you know, Mercy is an example. So Mercy is a pretty straight healer. She's got a heal beam. And you can switch between that and, like, a heavy damage beam. And they threw in this ability where she can essentially, like, fly over to any character in the game so long as she's targeting them. So you can, like, launch her across the map at super quick speeds. And suddenly she becomes this super mobile, healing, support character. And you're just constantly zipping from character to character. And it just, that like, all of the healing characters have these, like, weird twists to them. One of them has a teleporter. One of them can like cast like a debuff on guys while healing friendly guys. And it just makes it like super interesting in ways that I wouldn't have expected. The other thing I would say is you look at a game like Team Fortress 2, which is obviously very popular and obviously a big inspiration for this game. But where I think Blizzard sort of took it to a next level is in Team Fortress, obviously there's some uh, character synergy, like the healer works well with the heavy where the healer is just constantly healing him. But here, so many other classes work well together um, where you've got tanks supporting healers, supporting assault guys, that everyone's sort of working together for the same core objective. And it kind of makes everyone feel like they're doing, they're like working towards this greater good Mm -hmm. rather than like a lot of people just running and gunning and doing their own thing. Uh, There's a question from Evan Weston here, uh, and it's one that I have have struggled with and and i know you discussed it in the review but i'm hoping you can expound upon it here uh evan says do you think the loot system is rewarding enough we'll get more skins but do say voice lines feel yeah no i I talked about in the review i think the loot system is pretty bad right now um i'm one of the people that uh i love constantly unlocking things i love how call of duty has evolved to the point where like every 10 minutes or every game even you're unlocking something new whether it's a gun skin, whether it's um, you know a, a taunt, whether at this point they're adding gun, like actual physical guns into the mix, and for for Overwatch, essentially the only things that get me excited in terms of unlocks are um, like ultimate skins, which are like skins that completely the change the look of your character, which are very rare. Said, or Emotes, the character which icons, are cute, like little dances and stuff um, your characters believe, can do, which again, uh, oh, yeah, spray paint, you can like coins, unlock spray paint that you can, can spray before a match or whatever. Anything is game, just feels very underwhelming and does not feel like a motivator to play another match. Like, oh, I'm, you know, one match away from leveling up and getting a new loot box. The reward for the loot box is pretty underwhelming. And I hope that they'll make that better um, there's sort of a limit to what they can do, but certainly like gun skins that are like varied and unique would not impact the gameplay at all, but would make 
give people a reason um, to play more and, and push for that stuff. It's just weird because obviously they want to push this in-app purchasing because you can buy loot boxes for money. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why anyone would because the, the rewards are so minimal. Right. Um, you know, you can get some cool stuff, but it's, it's really pretty underwhelming. So that's definitely an area I expect that they'll expound in. Um, uh, for somebody like me who doesn't uh, always spend a lot of time in these sorts of shooters learning the ins and outs of like team composition, for example, or some of the finer points, Overwatch does a really good job of communicating like what your team needs to be well-rounded. Um, yes. But at the same time, uh, that's sort of a double-edged sword because I've uh, seen people flagrantly disregard that and I find myself <laughs> getting irritated because there's a message on the screen that says not to. Uh, so I guess my question is, if you're in a situation where you see that your team lacks the support and you haven't chosen yet, are you the sort of person, or, or you have chosen, would you switch out to play support? And like, how do you how do you handle that situation? Because I find myself playing Mercy a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I generally, I try to pick very quickly at the beginning of a match so I can like pick my character before the pop-ups start telling us what to do. Um, if I go to switch character and there's like a ton of indications saying, Hey, you need a tank or Hey, you need a healer. I will switch. But that sort of goes to the point that I, uh, again, I spoke about this in my review is that right now, if you're a solo player, if you're not playing with friends, overwatch is pretty hostile. Um, and I don't mean like people are insulting you through voice chat. Um, I mean, it, you just don't have nearly as much fun if you're playing solo because there's a lot of selfish people online. They don't really care. They just want to do their own thing. They want to be a sniper and just like sit back and collect kills for some reason. Um, and they don't really work as a team. Now, I think you're starting to see people get better at it with randoms, but it's still a big problem. It's still annoying and not as much fun, you know, compared to when I get a group of six in, uh, online, I mostly play on PS4 these days. If I get a group of six going in, in party chat, it's a blast and it's like we're all working together and we're switching classes based on need and it's like a real like that's clearly the game that they designed and wanted people to experience um but i i also know that like a lot of people that play games do not have a team of six let alone a team of two um to hop online so if you're if you're playing solo i would say you should be aware there's always a few characters that i don't spend a ton of time with and when i jump into a game and i just like try them out i'm always surprised at how much fun i have Junkrat was a recent one where, uh, you know, I barely played as Junkrat and then did like three or four matches and really enjoyed the like setting traps and and dropping uh, bombs and stuff like that. So definitely bounce around. But if you're intimidated and it's your first try, yeah, try try like a Lucio or maybe if you want a little more aggressive, a uh, Soldier 76. Um, You mentioned in your review the importance of playing this with friends. Um. Does that expand to just playing with or without like voice chat, generally speaking? Because I know that a lot of people have the proclivity to just sort of turn that off as soon as they get into a game and and never even fuss with it. Yeah, I don't. When I play um, with voice chat, I never voice chat with strangers. It just I never, ever do it. It's misery almost all the time whenever I do it. And not just in Overwatch, just in games in general. And I don't find that a lot of people that are playing with randoms do it either. They usually have like private voice chats going. Um, if you're playing with your friends on PC, I would say on PlayStation, definitely you should have voice chat if you're playing with friends. If you're on PC, you don't need to communicate a ton. Um, even something as simple as like messaging your friend via text saying like, hey, switch to a healing character or hey, back me up as this tank. 
um, is enough. You don't necessarily need to be on voice, but if you can be on voice, like it will give you an edge. And I think it's more fun. Like you can cheer over uh, capped points and stuff like that. It's it's a little more interesting. Uh, question that a few people sent in, but but I, I definitely want to ask before we close out here. Um, do you see Overwatch having the long tail that games like WoW and Hearthstone have had, and if not, what what does Blizzard need to do to to make that happen for you personally to yeah, keep you playing? Right, it's a weird question because right Sorry, now, Sorry, Russ. Jeez, God, I'm doing my Justin, best over here. Enough already. Um, it's weird because right now, if if the game stayed exactly as it is right now, content wise, gameplay wise, etc., I would say no, it would not have a very long tail. Um, to make, you know, I th they've already said that they're going to be adding maps and new characters and all that stuff is good. It's actually not what would keep me playing for an extended period of time, like more than a few months. Um, it's it's weird, and this is kind of blasphemy. Um, I think game, those sorts of games get more interesting the more control the players have over how their character is. Mm -hmm. And so in a game like hearthstone where new cards were constantly added and it like gave people the ability to really finesse how their decks are built or a game like team fortress 2 which added and i realize this is controversial which added weapons that you could unlock and completely change the way your character plays so the sniper becomes like a bow and arrow wielding guy and he still plays as, as a long range guy but he's got a bow and arrow now and that stuff i think makes it a little more interesting because otherwise you're really just like you know, you get better, certainly, as playing as a certain character, but it starts to feel like, hey, I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Like, I did a good job doing that same thing, but it's very one note. So I think that would be important. I still think, no matter what, I still think this is going to be very popular on the esports circuit. Um, mm -hmm. But for casual players like me, uh, I, you know, just leaving it how it is with and adding more maps and characters, I don't think would be enough to keep me in it for the six months or a year or however long they want. All right, Russ Frostick, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to you at home for listening. Uh, if you want to read Russ's review, you can find it at polygon.com, plus a lot of other stuff, uh, much of it Overwatch-related, I would hazard to guess. And uh, that's going to do it for us for right now. For Russ Frostick, my name is Justin McElroy, and thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.